Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Going stir crazy. This whole quarantine thing is a little eerie. I'm still working, which is a little nerve wracking for me. Uh, but I'm out there hustling, just trying to do my best, trying to just stay focused and just, yeah, just trying to do my best to stay healthy and clean and safe. it's a dark place out there right now and my heart goes out to everybody that's struggling right now i just hope we can get through this and get back to normal life if that's even going to be a thing anymore but this week on the podcast i was able to track down keith freeman my longtime friend one of the ogs to the group chat that i'm in i'm in one group chat uh which is awesome i actually broke the group chat uh, last year when I got an iPhone and everybody was frustrated. So I just bowed out. I was like, I'm sorry. I got a different phone. I'll maybe come back when I get an iPhone. And sure enough, I got a new iPhone and I didn't tell anybody. I didn't make like an announcement or anything. Um, and I remember I was texting Tyler, shout out Tyler from Denver. And he was like, dude, you got an iPhone. Oh, I remember why I texted him. I was texting him because the new Wolverine comic book was coming out and he put me on to the Benjamin Percy Wolverine podcast. And I wanted to give him a heads up that Benjamin Percy was coming out with a new Wolverine book. And he had noticed that I got an iPhone and was like, dude, we got to put you back in the group chat. So I was like, dude, I'm down. Like, let's do it. So that's how I ended up back in the group chat. So I'm happy to be back in there with all those awesome people. But I finally was able to have Keith on the podcast. I'm a huge fan of his bands. Loved Violence to Fade. Maniac's awesome. Ammunition's awesome. And Restraining Order is killing it. They're doing a bunch. I got to see them last at FYA, and that set was insane. I loved everything about it. So I was really happy that Keith was able to come on the podcast. And <laughs> honestly, I think we talked about his bands for like maybe less than five minutes, and then we just literally went off on anime and pokemon go and a bunch of awesome stuff that keith's into so i hope you guys are all doing well in this quarantine state that we're in and i hope things get better for all of our sake and i just yeah this sucks i hate being quarantined i'm literally trapped we're all trapped and i just hope we can get out and go breathe some fresh air i I fucking miss disneyland i want to get on Splash Mountain, taste the nasty water. I want to eat a stupid churro that doesn't even taste that good. I just want to walk down Main Street with my friends. I want to go see the stupid wait times. I just miss that so much. Like, so much. You guys have no idea. But I love Keith Freeman. I love everything that he's done for me. He's done a lot behind the scenes. Uh, He's one of the key people that has put me in contact with so many awesome people. So there's so many episodes of this podcast that are because of him. I love Keith. So please... Without further ado, welcome Keith Freeman to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Keith. What's up? Dude, before we start off, I want to apologize. It was, I, I had it been about, uh, not about, it was like two years ago. I had asked you to come on the podcast and I overslept 
and you didn't come on. I, I didn't make our uh, call time, so I just want to apologize. But I'm happy, uh, you know, two years later, and we're finally here. <laughs> Better late than never. Yeah, man, this is crazy. I'm, I'm seriously stoked to finally have you on. Like, I seriously, I've had so many people um, ask me why I ha- like why haven't I had you on, and I just had to explain to them like I tried, but it was my fault, and um, it'll happen eventually. But you know, here we are. It's happening. So thank you. No problem. That's dope. I'm flattered. Hell yeah. Uh, and seriously, like I, I've like I seriously I've talked to so many people who like know who you are. So and it's gotten to the point where I'm not even surprised anymore when I find out that somebody knows you. <laughs> yeah, I guess I know people. Yeah, it's like, crazy. And like, how did you manage that? Because um, uh, can you talk about like where? you're um, originally from and how you managed to, you know, meet so many different people from all these different scenes. Um, I'm from uh, Western Mass, Springfield Mass, which is about hour and a half west of Boston. I guess it's just like a mix of a lot of things. I'm kind of a social butterfly, like, especially in, um, like, you know, social media. So I like to meet people through social media or like talk to people who you know have similar interests hardcore usually and uh usually go to like a show or a fest or something like that uh i used to go on like the bridge nine board a lot when i got into hardcore so i used to be on message boards and stuff and just i don't know just meeting people and just traveling to like i went to like almost every this is hardcore that i could uh so i've actually met a lot of people through there uh, I used to just travel on my own to like fest and stuff. I went to uh, the first React showcase. I flew out solo to the Bay Area. Went out to that. I don't know. I guess just talking to people online, meeting them in person. That's yeah, wild. Man. I I assume whenever anybody brings up the B nine board that they've been around for a while, and it's always uh, fun to hear that because it's kind of a bummer that it's not around anymore. Obviously um, we're way more advanced with uh, all these different types of social media. So I'm not sure how popular that would be these days. I imagine it uh, could be like uh, there would be like a B nine discord. I think that'd be like the equivalent of like today's standards. Yeah, I know B nine kind of still remained a little bit um, even when like Facebook and Instagram and all of that was around, but nobody really used it or like barely anyone used it. So it kind of just fizzled out. So then when it actually did close, people were like, Oh no, it's, it's gone. But realistically, no one really went on anymore. Yeah. I think the fact that it, just something that had been there for so long and had been important to so many people, the fact that it was getting shut down, I think that's why a lot of people reacted the way they did. And truth be told towards the end, I wasn't as active as I used to be. Cause I, I used to go in there like, all the time like when i would get on a computer that'd be like one of the things i would like frequent besides like the stuff that i do now yeah for sure can you talk about how you even found out about the b9 board um i mean when i got into hardcore trying to think the band that pretty much got me to hardcore bane was probably a big one and i got into hardcore when like pretty much like have heart verse guns up those were like the big bands in Massachusetts, like, and obviously, um, have heart, which was a really important band for me getting into hardcore. Uh, we're on bridge nine. So 
you just kind of like getting into hardcore you just kind of knew like bridge, bridge nine was like you know the label I remember for the longest time, I I would hear people talk about it, and I, I just kind of uh, would listen, and then I, I finally like took the plunge and like went on and created an, an, an account on the message boards. Yeah, I think it was my friend Mike um, that I met maybe a year into getting into hardcore. We both went to the same community college, and uh, in between classes, there would be a computer room, and we would we would go on it sometimes in between classes and stuff, so. Okay. That probably had a lot to do it too. So thanks, Mike. Shut he showed up. me a lot of band. showed me a lot of music too. So is he still around? Is Mike still around? Uh, not really. Like he'll text. We'll text every now and again, but haven't seen him in a show. God knows how long. Where's he been? Is he just? Did he just get over it or? I think so. He moved to Boston. He used to be from this area. He moved to Boston. Um, not even sure how long ago at this point. Time is just, you know, moved so fast. But, uh, yeah, moved to Boston. Kind of fizzled out from hardcore. I see him, like, once in a blue moon. That's about it. But we're still civil. Cool. Yeah, but, but I find that, like, a little strange because it's not that far from where you're currently at. And the fact that you would travel out there for shows regularly and for him just to move out there and then just kind of disappear is kind of strange. Yeah. I mean, people come and go in hardcore for whatever reason they want. It's just, I don't think he got out of hardcore because he lived in Boston. He just, I don't know, moved to Boston. And then shortly after that, got out of hardcore for whatever reason. Yeah. Could you ever see yourself doing that? Just getting out of hardcore? Nope. Nope, can't see it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm a big nerd for stuff I'm super into, and I got into hardcore. Um, just became addicted to it, kind of. Uh, kind of took it in, kind of like, you know, you know this hardcore is like, you know, like, how do I put it? It's like a, it's like a whole like community, family, whatever. I don't want to sound like real generic, but kind of just a part of me now so i can't i honestly can't see myself getting out of it ever yeah same here i i definitely agree it's been a big part of my life for so long and just even through doing this podcast like i've gotten to know and meet like a bunch of people uh and even people that i i admired for a really long time so I, I seriously could never imagine myself just like one day being like you know what i think it's time to move on from hardcore i'm just gonna cut that part out of my life and just do other stuff yeah, everybody has the reasons, but I'm a lifer. Yeah, same here. But I, I sometimes I just want to pick like those people's like brains and be like, wait, like, what did it really mean to you, if anything at all, for you just to be able to walk away and just act like it never existed? Yeah, I mean, sometimes there's different situations people get put in where they're just you know not really comfortable doing it anymore. Or maybe it's just a phase, or I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's, it's, I, can, I can only speak for myself. That's fair. Um, I like to think back to that uh, time where I uh, met you in person. Uh, it was at, in Boston at the Edge Day show. Do you remember that? Yeah, I think so. Um, was it the one that, which one, which, which Edge Day show was it? 
It was one with uh, Regulate and Violence to Fade played. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, I remember uh, being excited to finally meet you just because we had talked so much in our group chat. I was just like, hell yeah, this is like finally cool to finally meet somebody from the group chat that I didn't know previously. Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah, do you remember that night? Do you remember how the the show was? Because I remember uh, you guys uh, or Violence of Fade headlined that show. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I think I'm, I think like there's not really many Boston bands anymore that are straight edge, so it was mostly like out of towner bands um, that played that. I mean, where I guess technically Violence of Fade was basically boston band i mean we we're not from boston we're like western mass in connecticut mm-hmm. but we always got pumped into boston because we played there so much so um yeah it was a fun gig i think my other band maniac played too yes maniac was on that bill and i remember uh like the dividing line played that night they stuck out to me i remember seeing uh casey and uh all the other bands that played were pretty cool. It was definitely like an interesting vibe because I, I just remember uh, me and my buddy Timmy went and I remember we went and met you and obviously like we literally didn't know anybody else in the room. So it was just like a, a pretty interesting experience. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably one of like the, the lesser attended Boston um, as they shows because the bill wasn't like, I think previously they were like Four Punch and Murphy's All played, I think, the year before, mm-hmm. maybe. So, like, comparative to that, which was like, you know, millions of people went to that. But this one's a little more low key, but it was still a fun time. Yeah. And uh, rest in peace to Violence to Fade. What's that? I, I said rest in peace to Violence to Fade. Oh, yeah. Gone but not forgotten. For sure, and uh, Maniac still going on, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, I'm definitely stoked that you guys are, are still doing that band. Do you guys uh, have any? Oh, uh, it's it's kind of weird to ask about shows um, right now, just because of the whole thing that's going on. Yeah, coronavirus um, mess is uh, definitely taking its impact on uh, you know the world right now, uh, let alone hardcore. So. And it's hardcore right now is on pause until further notice. I, I know uh, your other band, uh, Restraining Order, you guys had a tour scheduled, uh, is it like the middle of April? Do you have any um, idea what's going on with that? Is it just uh, put on hold like indefinitely? Or are you guys just kind of waiting to see if it clears up before then? Um, yeah, we're supposed to go to Europe at the end of April. Uh, it's definitely not happening now. So um, it'll probably get postponed or something um we're just waiting for the dust to settle of this whole corona shit before uh we decide what's gonna happen i guess but yeah we're not going in april anymore damn and there's no like every show and every event like march and april is just canceled Really? For now. Dang. Okay. Because I, I, yeah, I, I know that it was like towards the later part of April, and I wasn't sure if you guys were just gonna hold out, and maybe things would get better by then, and things would be in a better state where you guys were able to fly out there and do that tour still. But okay, that, that's a bummer to hear that it got canceled. Yeah, we were like, we had our fingers crossed. I think we like kind of knew it was gonna happen, 
and then we got the official word. So we'll end up, you know, it was supposed to be a European tour. We'll end up out there at some point. I'm not too worried. For sure. Yeah, the, this whole thing is definitely weird. I, I feel like it, it was, like, in the very beginning, I was just kind of like, okay, this thing is crazy to hear about and then started getting like progressively worse but then i feel like just this past week it just kind of went just like insane like last night california um it's on like a 24-hour lockdown like everybody's supposed to like stay indoors and not go out unless like you have to it's it's pretty pretty strange yeah i can't remember i don't think i've you know experienced any other situation like this ever in my life so it's definitely interesting um kind of hope it just goes away soon and uh, have you been affected, like, with your job uh, or anything else like that outside of uh, hardcore? Oh, uh, yeah, my job. I work uh, retail. I work at Kohl's. And uh, they closed the store actually today um, until April 1st. Uh, luckily for me, we still get paid. So I'm not, you know, out of work or out of money like a great majority of people I know right now. So I'm a little fortunate right there but uh, who knows what will happen in a couple weeks yeah i, I find it really strange that uh, everybody's just kind of targeting like the beginning of april to kind of maybe reopen and start to try to get back to normalcy uh, I, I just don't understand like why we decided to just do the two weeks because i know like um and this is weird but my local movie theater they're they're going to be closed for like six to twelve weeks so I'm just like, okay, this is so crazy. Like, I don't even understand like what the proper time frame is. I think they're like trying to bank on waiting out. Like, they want people to not interact with one another because if you are sick, I think usually whatever the corona, whatever, um, you know, will go away within two weeks. So they think that maybe after two weeks, the number of people that are infected, if nobody, you know, interacts socially a lot will be really low like low enough to be safe but i don't even know yeah same here like i I feel like it's like this weird like terror that's like following me around because i'm not even sure um if i'm infected if i have it because sometimes like i'll I'll, like because i still uh have to work and like my job's not shutting down so they're like yeah like they literally sent an email last night and i I don't really talk about my job too much but i'll talk about it just because these like special circumstances, whatever. But we got an email last night. It was like late last night. Like, like once um, the announcement for California being on lockdown, they sent out an email and they basically were like, all right, like everybody who works the next two weeks, like you'll get a bonus for every day that you work or you can self quarantine. And if you test positive for the COVID-19 we'll pay you. But if you don't test positive and you just want to quarantine, like f- cool, go chill where you're not getting paid. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's crazy. It's weird. So I'm just like, all right, like, like I'm able to work. So I was like, I guess I'll just go out there and um, hopefully don't contract this virus. Cause I just try to, you know, do what they say, just wash your hands and just try to stay as clean as possible and stay away from people. Yeah. It's, um, it's pretty wild right now. Yeah. I, I seriously just can't wait till like we get past this and hopefully we can like look back and, uh, just like, you know, kind of laugh and, um, just move on to better times. I hope things don't get like, crazy you know because like we've seen so many like you know post-apocalyptic stuff and like played so many video games i'm just like man we're kind of heading in that direction it feels like 
Yeah, I feel like eventually um, it'll be okay. I don't know. I'm trying to be a little optimistic. Uh, I don't know, man. I really don't know what to make of it. But going to keep a, an open mind, you so, know, stay positive, maybe play some guitar, you know, yeah. see what happens in the so I, I was in your uh, your Instagram live last night, and you mentioned, and I don't I'm I don't know if you're uh, serious or not, but you talked about how you you just started eight new bands. Oh yeah, I was just I was just kidding. Um, well, not eight anyway. Uh, you know, I have a lot of time now. You know, sitting in my room, and I don't really feel like binging any TV shows. So, basically, uh, I've had like a band I've been trying to work on for probably like five years now. It's been really lazy. So I'm going to probably try to focus on that. And uh, also might be starting a band with some, with some uh, homies from other places, you know, it's a little studio project. So just trying to kill some time, be creative, maybe draw a little bit. Hell yeah. I uh... don't, don't be surprised if, uh, if I drop a, a demo or two in the next month. Dude. I, I welcome it. I, I want to uh, listen to everybody's projects and see like how creative people can be Out, uh, outside of restraining order. Are you still doing any other bands? Cause I knew you, um, well maniac and then um, you had ammunition. So I'm not sure if you had anything else going on. Um, no, that's it. Um, just, you know, restraining order mostly and then maniac and then ammunition. Kind of like other than that, not really. Um, I try not to have too many bands going on nowadays. Like this is an exception because even if I release, like if I do a new band, it'll probably just be a project. Like we probably will play maybe once or twice, like a year, maybe. I don't know. That's even pushing it. So for now, we just want to, you know, create. Yeah. I feel like that's what it's all about. Just have fun with it and just focus on, your priorities and just kind of realize that, you know, you're starting something and if it is just a studio thing, cool. And you don't have to put too much pressure on yourself to get out there and try to make it a full-time thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you mentioned you started uh, drawing. I don't know if a lot of people out there uh, know about your Snapchat skills, but pretty insane. (laughs) Yeah. I like to draw usually on my own time. So like I don't really advertise it. But, uh, you know, every once in a while I have the urge to draw. And lately I've been more, you know, creative or like, you know, on that wavelength of wanting to draw more. So I've been posting some stuff online, drawing some designs for people, stuff like that. So, And are you still using your Snapchat? Not really. Um Sometimes I have a conversation with someone and they'll like bring that up like, oh yeah, aren't you really good at Snapchat? And then for like a week, I'll do a couple and then I usually just get bored, not do it. Honestly, I just ran out of like comic book characters to draw myself as. So. And I, I know uh, people uh, I, I've seen in the past like accuse you of using a stylus. And is that true? Or are you actually doing everything with just your fingers? Yeah, this is all my fingers. Damn. So for people listening, you can go to Instagram page um Keith Keith on Snapchat. You can see my my snap art, and I use my finger, not a stylus. Hell yeah! If I if I had a stylus, it would be like if 
500 times better than what they already are. Okay. And I'll, I'll definitely link that in the show notes. Yeah. Cause I, I remember you would post some of that stuff in the group chat and I was always, I'd always just trip out cause it, it always just looks so cool. And it reminded me of this girl and I don't remember her username, but it was this girl. She got really big on Snapchat because she would draw herself as a bunch of different uh, Disney princesses. And, and that's exactly what that reminded me of when I would see your stuff. That's dope. I think I've seen that before. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, it went like viral. She was like really popular. Like I, I don't even know where I saw it, but it was just like floating around. And I was like, dude, this is crazy. And I went and, like looked at all of her stuff. It was, it was pretty awesome. She pro- she probably uses a stylist though. Let's be real. Dude, yeah, she, <laughs> she needs to get on your level and and uh, not uh, cheat. Is that technically cheating? No, I mean, who knows? I don't think so. If I had one, I probably would use it. Maybe. And uh, have you ever thought or tried to get that creative uh, with like your Instagram stories? Um, it's harder to draw like that on Instagram. So what I would do is do it on Snapchat and then save it and then also post it on Instagram, mm-hmm. which I've done a couple times. But I'm just like, um, you know, I haven't really been doing it in general. So if I ever went back to doing that, then I'd probably post more of them on Instagram. Yeah. Like, I kind of like, I feel like Snapchat's like kind of dead to me because Instagram has stories. It's like the same thing to me. Yeah. I feel like that's what, uh, like around that time, a lot of people just kind of gave up on Snapchat as well because they were already using Instagram so heavy. And the fact that they implemented like Snapchat's main thing, they're like, all right, I don't really have to go to Snapchat anymore. Cause like, it's like this, uh, all their, you know, friends had both apps. So they're like, all right, let's just kind of migrate and just do it all in one place instead of having to jump between two different apps. Yeah, exactly. So I go on Snapchat very rarely. Yeah, like Snapchat was cool. Like I was never good at it, but I, I did appreciate how awesome their uh, like their face filters were before um, Instagram hopped on. And Instagram's face filters are like okay. I, I still feel like Snapchat had the better ones, like with like the facial recognition. Even though they're probably stealing your identity, but oh, whatever. For sure. Do you ever worry about that? Like, <laughs> you know them scanning your face and stealing your face oh no i don't care about stuff like that like i was telling you before i asked if you have an alexa uh-huh. people are like oh they spy on you i don't care like they can spy me all they want all they're gonna hear is me listening to hardcore and watching anime so have fun with that government like i don't care yeah, every once in a while, I'll shout out my CIA agent, the one that's you know uh, assigned to me. And yeah, I feel like I like when I was younger, I, I used to be like worried about that. Like, oh my god, there's uh, a microphone in our DVR; they're listening to us. But it's just like I'm not like, and, and I get it. Like the um, like your freedom, I I understand that. But it's like for me, uh, I'm not like I'm not like saying that it's okay, but. I don't really go out of my way to try to prevent it. Cause I, cause I know it's there. Somebody could tap into my webcam. That's literally always plugged into my computer. And like, I rarely use my webcam only like when I'm streaming, but if somebody wants to hack it and you know, see what I'm doing, I'm literally just sitting here trying to uh, learn how to do new stuff on my computer or playing video games. So I'm not like too worried about it. Yeah. I mean, it is weird to the thought of it, but at the same time, I, I really just don't care. Yeah. There was some uh, video going around 
this mom had set up a, a, a ring in her daughter's room and like her daughter was like, I think maybe like four, three or four and some guy hacked it and it was like talking to the little girl and like scared her. And he was like uh, trying to tell her that he was like Santa Claus. That see, that's kind of creepy. If, so, if I had like a ring and somebody hacked it, it was like talking to me, some like weirdo from like some weird part of the world, that would be a little creepy. I'd, I'd literally take that out. But uh, you know, as long as they're leaving yeah. me alone, like it's fine. If you, have, if you have a family and children and stuff, then yeah, you're probably a little more on edge about stuff like that. But yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty creepy, actually. But um, yeah. yeah, no kids here. Okay, and um, so I'm assuming you have an Alexa. Yeah, okay. you know we saw them at my job, so I was like, oh, might as well get it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, my buddy Garrett has one, and he, uh, whenever we leave his apartment, he'll uh, leave music on for his cat with his Alexa, and, and I always think that's funny. Yeah, I have mine set up, so, like, I tell it, I say good morning, and the lights all turn on, and then if I say good night, all the lights turn off, and then uh, I have, like, a smart bulb in my room, so mm-hmm. I can just change, like, I can change the brightness and color of the light in my room whenever I want. So I think that's cool. Yeah. Just uh, set the mood just right. Yep. Has it ever like, find find out the weather pretty easily. Okay. Has it ever like malfunctioned on you or like, has it, cause like I've seen videos where like, um, she'll just start laughing out of nowhere. No, you know, it's really cool. If you say, if you ask it, what's the, what's the story morning glory? Like the, the, the Oasis song. It will respond with lyrics and say, "I need a little time to wake up, wake up." So I think that's really cool. That's so interesting, yeah. Because obviously somebody had to program that into the Alexa, so it's it's cool to know that there's like you know like uh, somebody who created that is a fan of the same music you are. Yeah, it's like fun to find the little things that Alexa can do. Yeah, these cool little Easter eggs. Exactly. Man. This is like a whole ad for Alexa. And, and honestly, I'm kind of curious. Now I kind of want one. Dude, you should get one. I have two. I don't know why. So I bought the dot, like the little, the little dot thing. Uh-huh. I got a really good deal on Black Friday. And then I bought the Echo Show 5, which has like a little screen um, and like a little camera. So, I mean, it's essentially the same thing, except, you know, there's visuals and uh, speakers a little better. But... I basically have two, both in my room for no reason. It's pretty cool. So I should I should just give you one. Uh, what's the point of the the camera? Um, you can remember I asked if you had um. Uh, what did I just ask you before we started this? Uh, oh, if, if it was have, gonna be Skype or. Yeah, if you have, I I tried to Skype you with the Alexa, but I guess you have to like have Skype credits on it. I don't know. It's weird. But you can, if someone else has an Alexa, you can video um, chat with them. Okay, interesting. I, and it also, I have a slideshow of like pictures. And then if you, uh, you know, ask it the weather, it'll show like the forecast for mm-hmm. the day, for the week, and stuff like that. And you can install like the little apps and stuff to it. Uh, dude, which I haven't done. Before. I literally had no idea that this thing was like that far advanced because my buddy has the um just like the 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 normal alexa so it's just like that round speaker so yeah i didn't even know there was different like models of it this is wild oh yeah there's somebody okay 
Damn. They have one that's like the size of like a tablet too. It's like pretty big, but it's really expensive. So. And are you like supposed to carry that one around, or is it supposed to stay stationary? It's stationary, but you can set it up like in your kitchen. So like, you can call like you can call family members, or you can ask it for recipes, and then like you can watch like videos and stuff like that. It's like a little interface. You can connect it if you have a if you have a security camera mm-hmm. in your house. You can connect it to it. So like, you can, like if I rang your doorbell, they'd be like. Someone's at the door, and it'll show like the feed of who it is. It's pretty cool. Man, technology is so awesome. I I, I I'm always a huge fan of technology. So hearing about this stuff is interesting to me. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay, damn. Well, technology. I I know. I yesterday <laughs> the main reason why I, I hopped in your live was because I needed to um, get confirmation from you. But you had mentioned that you didn't text me back because you were on or doing a a Pokemon raid. Oh man, yeah. So like, most people are just staying inside, but not me. I've been out playing my little Pokemon Go. I go pretty hard for that game, so. So, so there's an event going on right now, so I've been out there trying to catch, you know, Cobalion, Cobalion, however you pronounce it. So for um, me, like I'm out here in Orange County, and my experience with Pokemon Go is uh, the best place to do it is in Disneyland, and I, I'm in a Discord and a Facebook group for Orange County as a whole for different meetup groups, but like I've never uh, done it outside of Disneyland because it's just so convenient because there's so many people always playing and always there for all the raids. So for me, I, I feel like that's the easiest place because I don't even have to communicate with these people. Like we all know that the raids happen here. So we, like we all just show up even though like we're not in any kind of communication. So um, somebody who's not where I'm at, like how hard is it or how easy is it for you to get to these raids and get them actually completed? Cause you, you have to have like at least like a decent um, size in your party with strong enough Pokemon to complete the raid. So I'm always curious um, how people do it like outside of Disneyland. Um, I mean, discord obviously is like the answer. Um, there's discords for virtually every area um, of the U S that plays Pokemon. So you just on a matter of communicating with the people there. Like for me, there's like three different discords for this one area because there's like different towns around. So like town A has this discord, town B has this discord, town you know C has this one. I'm part of all of them, but I play in one specific area, and we usually have enough. Sometimes it's tough getting people together, but if it's if it's a new event and it's something everybody wants, people will be out. Like they're all out right now playing. I was playing this morning, but I kind of got burnt out, so came home. But uh, even in different towns, like I have, I joined a Discord for like Wolfsbury, Pennsylvania, because they have a really good squad out there. Um, Montreal, Toronto, Philly, uh, Syracuse. Like I'm part of those Discords too, because they, you know, they were organized and people show up. So even with this, uh, this particular boss that's out right now, you can take them out with three people if they're all level 40 mm-hmm. and know what they're doing. So. Damn, three people? That's crazy. Well, I'm not level 40. I, I think I'm like level like 29. 
oh man, you need to you need to step on it, bro. I know, and I, I always look at um, you as like inspiration because I'll send you something because I'm stoked on like catching yeah. it, and then you, you'll send me a picture back with like that same Pokemon, but like you'll have like eight of them, maybe even a shiny. <laughs> yeah, I like to brag sometimes. No, it's awesome. I, I don't mind the flex, but so you go all out and uh, obviously when it comes to the, the the legendary raids, are you out there buying like raid passes? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like I can't raid once per day. Like forget that. I'll buy like a like a one of those packages that has like 15, 13, 14 raid passes. Uh-huh. And it depends. Like if it's like if it's a day, like sometimes we're organized days where we, we just go all out. Like there'll be like four or five of us that are all off on like we're oh we're all off on Thursday. We'll get together in carpool and just go take out as many raids as we can. So we'll all buy like a pass or uh, a bundle with a bunch of passes and stuff. Yeah. I play I play I pay money for any game that I play. So before Pokemon Go, I played the last game I played Final Fantasy fourteen online. So obviously I paid subscription for that. Mm-hmm. And then before that, honestly, I played a little bit of Clash of Clans before Pokemon Go started, and I, you know, I put money into that. Damn. League of Legends, I definitely put way too much money into that. And so, so if it's something you enjoy, like whatever. And so, League of Legends, Clash of Clans, Final Fantasy fourteen, you invest in these games. Uh, how is it that you're able to move on after putting so much into it? Oh, uh, because League of Legends is literally the worst game ever. So that was easy to not play. Okay. Um, Clash of Clans. I would pro- if Pokemon Go never came out, I probably would have still played that. But when Pokemon Go came out, I was just super into that. Final Fantasy. Um, Pokemon Go is very convenient because I'm like not home a lot, so I can just be out playing wherever I am. Whereas Final Fantasy, I have to be at home. You know, I got to do all these raids per week, and it's very time consuming. And I just didn't have time to do that anymore, so I had to stop. If I had the time, I would go back. And technically, I have the time now, but I don't want to go down that rabbit hole again. Yeah, no, I, I definitely get that. Uh, were you ever interested in that uh, the Harry Potter game, the one that's just like yeah, Pokemon I, Go? I played, I played it kind of hardcore for like a month. I actually stopped playing Pokemon Go as hard to try Harry Potter but like no one else played so I went back to Pokemon isn't that crazy like how popular Pokemon is like literally the world like stopped when that game came out like people like were actually leaving their houses and like you know parks were being filled up with like people just you know staring at their phones running around trying to catch these Pokemon it's definitely so crazy like how popular Pokemon is I'm pretty sure it's still the number one like mobile game out right now Oh, dude, I, I could totally believe don't, that. Yeah, don't quote me, but I'm, like, pretty sure. Okay, damn. Yeah, I, I, I still, like, honestly, I haven't opened uh, Pokemon Go. Because, I for me, I, I get discouraged when I, because I'm, like, the, you know, rating once a day type. And it's not always, like, 100% success rate for me, like, when I'm in these raids. Like, we'll beat the raids, and then I'll try to catch the the Pokemon at the end, and sometimes I just, like, miss out, and it just is, like, really frustrating. It, does that ever happen to you? You go out, and you spend the money on these packs, and then you beat the raids, but um, have you ever missed out on the Pokemon, or are you, like, a pretty high success rate with catching them? Um, 
I'm pretty high success rate because I'm like super nerd guy. So I, I learned how to like the best way to, to like throw, like I, I uh, wait for the circle to go down to a specific size and I time it and I can usually always get excellent throws on any raid boss. So like my catch rate is really high. Like, let's just say this guy that's out right now, Kubalian, I've caught every single one and I'm, I've done like at least 30 of them so far. I've caught every single one. And uh, have you got uh, the shinies as well? No, that's what I'm trying to get. Okay. Um, I, my friend got four of them so far. And Damn. I, I hate him for it, but uh, got to keep trying. I'll probably be out there tomorrow morning. And uh, did I see an ad for like a like a league or something for Pokemon Go? Oh, yeah. They added like uh, battling, PvP, and now there's like a league different ranks one from one to ten like the higher the rank the like more rewards you get and like the harder opponents you face and stuff so it's pretty cool um i kind of hate it because i'm real competitive and i don't like to lose and it's like not the most balanced game um like the new season just started and i think i'm nine for nine so far so i'm doing pretty good but it's the early, it's like rank three so uh, you know, it's like kind of easy mode right now, but uh, once I get to like rank like six and seven, it gets harder. And then I, when I start to lose, I get mad. But they make it so like, there's like, for example, there's like a special like version of Pikachu that has like a Luchador mask on, mm-hmm. and the only way to get him is if you make it to rank ten. So I'm like, oh man, this game is forcing me to like participate in the stupid battle league that I don't want to participate in because I really want to get that Pikachu. And which Pokemon um, are you missing from the ones that are out in Pokemon Go? Uh, just the ones that are not in our um, our region. So like all the European exclusives. Well, a lot of a lot of the European exclusives. Uh, there's some Pokemon that like literally you're just not gonna be able to get unless they like you know provide it during like an event or something. Mm-hmm. There's one in like uh, like Africa, like you know. Who's gonna go to Africa to get a Pokemon? But for the ones that are available, like where I am now, I think I have all of them. That's wild. Yeah. So. And uh, there's actually there's actually an event I was gonna try to go to in Philly, um, Safari Zone event mm-hmm. was announced uh, in May, but I think it got postponed or canceled. But they did a thing that if you bought a pass for it um the pokemons well, the pokemon will spawn in your area for that same amount of you know for basically it's going to be the pokemon safari zone event but like wherever you are that's awesome you don't have to go to, it's just like wherever you are yes yeah, kind of cool. give people that aren't from that area a, a chance to get those region specific pokemon yeah just because as an, you know kind of like an apology to like Oh, we have to cancel this event because of the coronavirus. You can either A, get your refund, or B, let you do the event from where you are. So, Yeah, I think that's a good alternative. Yep. So I'm just going to take work off that day and probably go to the park all day. It'll be fun. And um, just uh, going back to the Pokemon Go uh, League, are these opponents picked at random? Or are they in a bracket? Uh, they're picked at random, but they're in your rank. So. Uh-huh. Or rank one will only, to my knowledge, will only face a rank one. And is it, you know, 
and does three it do, on three. Okay, oh it's three on three okay and uh obviously you want to pick your your best pokemon or are there like three top tier that everybody's winning with so there's th- there's different tiers of um of pokemon you can use there's the great league which is pokemon with 1500 cp or less uh ultra league which is Pokemon of 2,500 CP or less, and then Master League, which is like, you know, there's no cap. You can use whatever Pokemon, the highest CP you want. Um, I like the Great League because when people, before the League was a thing, people PvP'd anyway, and uh, they always want to buy 1,500 or less because it's more challenging. (laughs) Sorry. Um, But uh, you want to pick Pokemon that are, you know, do a lot of damage and have dual typings and have, cause you can give your Pokemon two different attacks, charge attacks. So I'll just use this as an example. Like, um, Altaria is really good because it's flying and dragon and people usually run uh, dragon breath on it and sky attack. So you cover a lot of ground with that. Uh, another one is like, um, I have a uh, defense form Deoxys. I use him a lot, and I actually want to beat a lot of people with him because he has a psychic attack, um, but also has uh, thunder, and also has um, like rock something, rock throw or something. So like, <clears throat> the more typings you have to cover with your, with the one Pokemon that's usually tanky, it's it's cool because you can just counter other people. It's all about countering. Okay. There's a little bit more dynamics to it because you get two shields to shield two attacks, and you can you can switch Pokemon every like 60 seconds or something. So people strategically try to like burn the other person's shields early, or like or switch to another Pokemon right before they use their charge attack and stuff like that. Just kind of like strategies. It gets way like in depth. Yeah. For something so simple. I didn't realize that it went so deep because for me, I'm just out there like. I don't even really monitor if the Pokemon that I caught are even good. Cause you know, you can like check like the, the rating. It'll give like the one, two or three stars. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just kind of, yeah, you I, I do that. It's, that's important. Okay. I, I got to start looking into that. Cause I, I feel like, um, I can't remember when it was, but a, a while back I caught a shiny Mewtwo and I was like, oh, this is awesome. I was like, this is uh, a weird looking Mewtwo. I was like, what else is there? And I, I just kind of like lost motivation for a little bit. And so I, I, I want to get back into it. Do it, man. If you have any questions, hit me up. For sure. Are, are you a fan of like uh, the Pokemon games on like uh, like Nintendo Switch? Like the ones that just came out, like Pokemon Sword or Shield? Nah, I haven't played a Pokemon game since probably Red, Blue, and Yellow. That's how much I like really cared about the games, like, and then I played like the Nintendo sixty four like Pokemon Stadium and Snap and stuff. But after that, I fell off Pokemon really hard until Pokemon Go came out because it was, it was like nostalgia, you know. It was cool, and now they're up to like all these like higher generations, and I'm like, I have no idea what any of these Pokemon are. Okay, I, I honestly I wasn't sure if uh, you were into the games or not, but yeah, like I. Before I picked up Pokemon Shield, I hadn't played a Pokemon game since I think it was Pokemon, I want to say Emerald. So it was definitely like a long time. There was like a big gap in between. And hopping back into it, yeah, they definitely had some of the legacy Pokemon in 
shield but there was also like a bunch of new pokemon that i was like what the hell like it looked like it honestly looked like they ran out of like ideas of like um pokemon to draw like one of my favorite pokemon's like this new guy he's like literally like a buff clown like holding like a like a two by four and i was like this is so weird I'm like how's this a pokemon just literally just like some buff clown that's funny yeah it, it, it's still like i feel like they definitely um did ease up on the like the difficulty of the game which is totally fine but there's definitely like a lot more to do and there's definitely uh like an expansion i guess it's like fair to call it like a expansion pack or dlc coming out in june they're gonna like unlock like a whole new area and bring back like a bunch of old pokemon oh that's cool yeah which is awesome because like i'm not like i don't know if they did that with um the other pokemon games to give it like longevity because like i feel like once like i beat emerald and got the pokemon like rayquaza and stuff i was like oh i was like it's not really too much to do because like i wouldn't like go find people to try to like uh, link battle or anything i would just kind of give up on it and move on yeah i think that's how it always has been until like more recent because you know dlc is like what's in right now and they're probably just trying to capitalize on that mm -hmm. and it's working yeah it's, it's definitely an interesting model um there's like pros and cons but that's like a whole different thing. Yeah. You mentioned uh, um, anime, and I'm I'm so out of touch with anime. Like right now, like, I feel like the only animes that like I'm watching is like I'll rewatch stuff. But then uh, I, I recently downloaded this game on my phone. It was like ma it's made by Netmarble, and I didn't even know it was based off an anime. It was like a Netflix original anime, and like my my buddy pointed out he's like hey he's like that's from that anime and i was like i literally had no idea this is an anime so i went on netflix and like looked it up and i'm like holy shit this is based like this game that i've been playing for like a week straight is based off of this like anime that i never knew existed which i thought was like pretty funny oh wow what, what game is it i mean what anime was it um it's like seven deadly sins or something it's like a netflix original anime oh yeah it's, it's a good one i've seen it um both seasons it's really good i like that one Okay. Um, what animes are you, are you like currently into right now? Um, definitely One Piece, which is the, the best anime. Um, <laughs> Wait. Um, uh, I, I I usually lean towards like more shonen type stuff, which is like I don't know, like adventurers in a, like a, a world, usually some kind of power. You know, Seven Deadly Sins, Naruto. Like, it's kind of hard to to um find it like to somebody who doesn't know much about anime but um i've been watching uh my hero academia awesome show it's a popular one so definitely highly recommended um i'm reading a lot too of, of manga because anime will leave you hanging and i want to know what happens so i usually switch to reading to find out what happens so I'm watching slash reading Demon Slayer, My Hero, uh, Black Clover, uh, one of the Fate series, um, probably Gates of Babylonia or something. Uh, that one's pretty cool. Um, honestly, I'm not watching that much right now. I think that might be it. I'm just There's curious. Like a, I've, I've been kind of dabbling in a sports anime. There's like this one about volleyball players called Haikyuu. It's pretty dope. Uh, I want to ask you about One Piece. Are you, are you like caught up with the anime? 
Yeah, I read it. I, I, I'm caught up with the anime and the manga. That's like my favorite. Like, if you're in my room right now, you can definitely tell that I love One Piece. But, um, yeah, it's it's tough for people to get into for the first time because there's, I want to say, close to a, a thousand chapters and a thousand episodes right now. But uh, <laughs> every single person that I've turned onto it has, you know, been like, wow, this is the greatest thing that I've ever watched. Thank you for showing me this. So once you, it's, it's hard to get into because it's, you know, intimidatingly long. But once you get into it, it's the best. It's phenomenal. I remember uh, in high school, my buddies and I, we were all like super into anime. We were like, you know, watching Naruto as it would come out. And uh, they were into Bleach, but I never got into Bleach. And then we all like collectively looked at One Piece and just were like, okay, like we want to watch this, but there's just, yeah, so many episodes. Like we can't do it. There's no way to try to catch up. It's like, seems impossible just because yeah, it was like, you know, like 500 or whatever. And I was just like looking at just like that high of a number. And like, you know, we're tripping out at like, you know, like a season of an animated, like 20, 28 episodes and thinking that's long. But when we're seeing like triple digit episode numbers, it's like, yeah, definitely daunting. So like, I'm like curious, uh, when did you, jump into one piece like how far along was the anime and like how long did it take you to catch up uh i want to say it was like 2012 and i think i binge watched 500 600 episodes in a matter of like i kid you not like three months i went i went and i was addicted um i wanted to do anything i would go to i would work go home and watch and, and watch one piece and that that is it um so i caught up really really quick and then um, once I caught up to the anime, I switched to reading the manga, which was a little bit further ahead. So I've been keeping track ever since. I want to say that was 2012. Whenever whenever New 52 for uh, DC Comics came out, it was that same year. Because I also got into New 52 Comics. Um, like Batman and Aquaman and mm-hmm. stuff like that the same year. I don't know how I juggled all of it, but I did. That's wild. And uh, with the One Piece manga, are they just releasing like chapters like weekly? Yeah, it's a chapter every week if we're lucky. Every once in a while, they'll be like, oh, One Piece is on break this week. So wait till next week. Actually, I think the new chapter came out today. So after this podcast, I'm going to um, read that. That's so wild. And I remember like having to uh, uh, look for, you know, people who uh, translated the chapters. And it, to me, it was such a pain, like, you know, because we'd be like waiting all week. We Then we'd get the one chapter, which like is only like a couple of pages. And I was like, damn it. Like, I, this sucks because I, I feel like it, it would just go by so quick. And then like we were just instantly just like, oh, shit, like we got to wait again. Yeah. It um definitely sucks sometimes. The suspense kills you, but uh, it's really really good right now. Like, I cannot wait to read this new chapter. And is the the manga like pretty far ahead of the anime right now? Um, not really. They're on the same arc, so. Interesting. Okay. Pretty, pretty close. It's been really close for a while, but uh, I think the anime is just gonna start doing a bunch of filler because it's so close. Okay, do you have to try to just widen that gap so that. But these arcs are also massive, so like, I have the um, 
I actually haven't watched the anime in a couple weeks. It's probably since before this last tour we just did. Mm-hmm. So I might uh, catch up to see where they are in the anime. I thought it was always fun when they would finally animate like your favorite chapters or like that awesome fight, uh, you know, that you read in the manga. Cause sometimes like when I'm reading, uh, and it's been a really long time since I read manga, but back when I was reading manga and, um, it would be like these intense fights, I would have like a general knowledge of like what was going on, but then to finally see it animated and just like beautiful colors and just like all the awesome like effects. Like I'm like, dude, this is like way better than like my imagination. Dude, it's so good. Um, you should definitely check out Demon Slayer for that reason. It's like, it's newer. It's one of the most beautiful, like, animated, you know, shows I've ever seen. Like, the fighting is just uh, so beautiful. Okay. You would love it. A lot, a lot of sword fighting and techniques and just colors. And it's really cool. Yeah. Also, they're bringing back the Bleach anime because... The Bleach anime ended like forever ago, mm-hmm. um, but the manga continued for years and years. But right before the manga ended, there was this really good um, arc, like the final arc. Um, I think it's called like the Thousand Year Blood War or something like that. And they just announced that they're going to bring the anime back to show that arc. So there's some pretty insane fights that happen during that arc. So I can't wait to finally see that animated. That's awesome. Yeah, I I didn't realize that they were bringing that back. Yeah, because I'm so out of the loop. Like in every year, I I always. Uh, uh, it was literally announced like two days ago. Okay, I I always toy with the idea of going back to Anime Expo because I literally used to go to Anime Expo like every year, like when I was in high school. Yeah. And <laughs> I always uh, uh get bummed out because there was just one year, and I uh, had the choice. It was either go to carry on's last show or anime expo and me just you know being super into anime at the time and thinking about hardcore i was like okay i was like karen will get back together and play a show at some point so i was like i'll miss their last show go to anime expo and then just see them when they get back together but since they played that last show they literally never played again Dang. i've definitely picked um uh anime convention over um a hardcore fest before so i'm with you there Okay. Yeah. So, so you definitely understand where I'm coming from, and yeah, it, it was definitely always like a cool thing because when I was younger, I, I never I did a lot of traveling, and there wasn't ever really anything cool like that um, where I lived out in Palm Springs. So when Anime Expo started happening, uh, which wasn't like too far, like it, when I would go, I, I went to it when it was in Anaheim, and then it was in Long Beach, and then I went to L.A. and it's been in L.A. forever. So like I've gone to it like uh, like I think I went like you know four or five times. Times. that's dope i've been uh, like we have anime boston here i've been like four years um i didn't go it's hard because it's literally right around the time is united blood oh, okay so it's like usually it's like united blood one week the next week anime boston and i usually can't swing both but um i'm kind of burnt out on anime conventions so i probably won't go to anime boston um anytime soon as long as it's like if I had to choose between United Blood and Anime Boston, I'd probably just choose United Blood now. But there was a there was a year where I picked Anime Boston over it. Sorry, sorry, Richmond homies. It it happens. Um, but were you scheduled to play that year or no? Huh? No, no. If it's if it's um a year that we're playing, that's like priority over everything. Okay. Yeah. So. 
definitely understand. I did. That. I was able to swing both one year. Like I went to, I took two weekends off, and I went to United Blood and Anime Boston. But like, it was really hard on my budget. Like I could, it was hard to afford both. So. For, for me, I'm like that would be uh, a thing, but then also just like I feel like just like the energy of like being around that many people, it just like is just draining. Yeah, for United Blood, it's cool because like A is like usually a lot of bands I like, and then B it's like people that I barely ever see ever, like you know, friends. So it's like that's just more justifiable. Um, Anime Boston at this point is just going to the artist alley and just spending money on you know stuff I already have too much of, and like watching people cosplay and that's it. Like it's whatever. Yeah, no, I I definitely get that. When I would go to Anime Expo, I would always look forward to the uh, there'd always be like an arcade somewhere, either um on site or like across the street at like one of the hotels. They would have like a twenty four twenty four hour arcade, and then yeah, like I would just like walk around and try to buy like wall scrolls of like my favorite anime at the time. Yep, I've done that for many years, and now I have way too many posters. A lot of them are hung up, and a lot of them are in my closet, rolled up. Yeah, I was just about to ask you because uh, uh, last night in your live, I didn't see a single poster on your wall. Um, all I saw was your floor punch jersey and some other garments hung up. Oh, yeah. So I have some garments, and then you couldn't see it at the time, but if you look left of the, the floor punch and underdog shirts, I have a, a Dragon Ball Z poster, uh, Evangelion poster, and a Kakashi from the Rito poster. That's awesome. And the... The floor punch jersey, um, why do you have it hung up on your wall like that and like the, those other shirts? Oh, uh, well, the floor punch is like probably my most prized like clothing, hardcore clothing that I have because I think there is only, uh, I don't remember the exact number made, maybe like 35. Somebody will probably correct me, but I know there was not a lot of them made. So, but. They, floor punch dudes made them for like their homies and then I ended up buying it from uh, from someone for a lot of money <laughs> uh, like I don't even know how many years ago maybe maybe like six seven years ago I bought it Eight, I don't know time you know time just blends in and how often do you wear it I don't wear it um, I wore it Maybe the first few years that I had it um, on Edge Day or whenever I would see Floor Punch, but now I just uh, keep it up there forever. That's cool. When you uh, would wear it, when you saw Floor Punch, did anybody ever ask you about it? Like members from the band? Like how you got it? No, there'd usually be like three or four other people um, in the crowd also wearing them, usually passed down from somebody older to them or they bought it like I did. That's awesome. I, I totally respect that. The, the fact that uh, you're willing to um, pay the amount, whatever it was, um, for the piece that you really wanted. And it's just, you know, it's, it's always nice to have something special like that in your collection. I think um, I think the Floor Punch dudes know uh, how much I love their band. <laughs> when they first started coming back, I pretty much any opportunity I could, if it's within like a like a nine hour driving distance. Like I saw them. So when I first came back, I saw them like every, almost every single time. That's wild. I, I've only seen them once. Oh man. I've seen them 
a lot. I'm actually holding a four punch record in my hand right now. You know, I had some friends that played in a band um, out of Denver, Colorado, and they used to cover Floor Punch. And this is like when I was younger. I didn't even know who Floor Punch was. And <laughs> they covered Floor Punch, and I asked them, I'm like, hey, like, what was that song you guys played? Like, why does it sound so different than your other ones? And they're like, oh, it's because it's a cover from this band called Floor Punch. And I was like, oh, I was like, that, that, that totally makes sense why that, so- why that song sounds so different. And that's how I found out about Floor Punch. And then I, I looked them up, and I'm like, okay, th- this band's awesome. Dude, literally perfect band. Whoever's listening, Four Punch is a perfect band. If you disagree, fight me. So, okay, Four Punch is a perfect band. Are they your favorite band? Um, my favorite band. They're one of my favorite bands. Yes, the my my absolute favorite band. I don't even think I have one at this point. It's like too hard. It changes like by the hour, but they're definitely top, probably top five. Okay. Uh, by any chance, did you uh, see the Sand and Fury um, announcement earlier today? I did. I did. I hope for their sake that this Corona shit blows over before July, which, I mean, I feel like will be good. But Okay. And uh, by any chance, uh, any of your bands get asked to play? Do you have any breaking news? Um, No. No. But... I know the whole like my band for sure would be down, you know. Um, I believe it or not, I've never been to Sound of Fury. Um, I've always wanted to. Like when I got into hardcore, sound like the first Sound of Furies, um, I would see videos and be like, "Oh my god, it looks so cool! I want to go." But never been, so That's it would wild. be cool. That's but, wild. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. The, I saw uh, Super Heaven is a band again. Yeah, which is so strange because like I, I literally uh, had uh, Jake Clark on uh, not too long ago on on the podcast and uh, talked about Super Heaven for a little bit, and yeah, he literally just didn't even mention that they were playing Sand and Fury, like not even like you know off air or any inkling or anything. It's just like you know maybe it was like some last minute thing that happened. I, I, I'm not sure because I, I know like a lot of bands have like known for a long time, you know, just talking to people behind the scenes. So I, I'm just like yeah. curious that he, he didn't even mention it. That's cool, though. I like that band. So, dude, me too. I love that band. So I'm like happy to uh, see them get back together. Oh yeah. But okay, uh, but yeah, dude, it, it'd be cool if you came out to San Fury at some point because uh, this year they're taking it back, um, like a, a little more up north to where it um, first, like different venue, but um, same city where um, the first San Fury's happened. So it's, it's definitely gonna be cool to get back up there. Cause I hadn't been up there in a really long time. That's cool. Where is it? It's in uh, Ventura. Oh, Ventura. Yeah. Okay. I have very poor geography of California. So. It, it's just north of LA. So just, um, you know, just picture you're in LA and it's just like, yeah, maybe like, uh, like maybe like an hour, hour and a half north. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like too far. But it's far enough to like feel like we're just like somewhere like for me somewhere just like so different because like I never go there. Yeah, that'd be cool. I feel like Silent Fury always looks like a dope time every time I see like videos and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's strange. Like I like look forward to it every summer, and then then like I'm kind of like okay, like I've, I've been so many times. Like yeah, it's Silent Fury, but then like once you're there, like in the moment, it's like okay, this is like this is Silent Fury. It's like yeah, it's it's something like in a like a cool event 
and, and you know, it's like my like hometown fest or whatever, but it's like, it, it's always awesome. Like, I don't think I've ever gone to San Fury and been disappointed. Yeah, that's sick. No, actually I, I lied. I was disappointed one time, but it wasn't because of the fest. It was because of something that happened at the fest. Uh, it was like during backtrack, the guy came in with a motorcycle, then like the fest got shut down and there were so many bands that didn't get to play. But then there was like this cool house show that spawned out of that. But still there was like so many bands like Bane was supposed to play that that year. didn't get to play. And there's just like, like, yeah, like a bunch of other bands that just didn't get to play because it got shut down. Cause like the guy came in with the motorcycle and this whole thing happened. And then yeah, they just shut it down. It was crazy. Dude, I remember that. That's funny. I mean, it's not funny, but it's kind of funny. Yeah, thinking back on it, it's like, I, I, yeah, it was just a, such a strange moment. Cause like, I literally remember I was in the pit, uh, just like standing there, and then I just hear like a motorcycle behind me. And I'm like, why does that sound like a motorcycle? And I turn around, and like somehow some, this guy got in with a motorcycle. And I'm like, this is so weird. I'm like, I need to get out of the way because I don't want to get hit. So like, yeah, it was it was really strange. That's so funny. Yeah, so I think yeah, I think I was like the only time I was ever like disappointed, or maybe the year got canceled, uh, which was a, you know it was like the first announcement happened and people were kind of like scratching their heads like what is going on, and then like all the rumors of the bands that were going to be on the next announcement and people were freaking out. So I was bummed that year that it didn't happen, um, and then it got canceled, and then it came back, which is awesome. So I'm happy that it came back and it's been doing better than ever. So shout out to Sam and Fury. Looking forward to the next announcement. Hell yeah. Well, have you ever uh, thought about coming out or is it just like never like in the plans? Um, When I was younger, for sure. Um, now it's like hard because my bands are always like got something going on. So like I feel like unless I'm out there to play, I probably won't be or if, or if I'm not in any bands, I feel like I won't be able to go otherwise. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's like for like most that's like for most things now it's just like really hard to travel because i gotta use all my time from work for band stuff yeah no i i definitely get that well hopefully maybe in the future um when your bands get asked to play because i feel like you guys would fit well on that bill word up well y'all, y'all know where to find me <laughs> yeah well uh yeah find you on your instagram gigs i feel like you're always traveling like whenever like i uh look at your stuff you're like somewhere playing a show with restraining order yeah this has probably been well was gonna be the busiest beginning of the year like busiest year for me like traveling because i I just had so much stuff lined up but uh (laughs) but um you know we'll see what happens when the when the smoke clears and uh, did you have a good time at fya Dude, FYA is always a great time. It was great this year and last year. Last year was the first time I went, and it was, like, so cool. Yeah, this but year. also really hard for me to get work off because it's literally right after the holidays. Mm-hmm. And, it's like, and I work retail, so it's, like, usually a no-no for me, but I was able to swing it these last two years, so. Yeah, this uh, this year was like the first time that I'd gone, and it was really awesome. And I was looking at the schedule for for next year, and because it, it, it happened the this year the first weekend of January, and next year the first weekend of January is uh, New Year's. So I'm I'm curious if they're gonna move it to like the second week, so it's like way after the holiday, hopefully. Yeah, I hope so, because then like I could go. <laughs> If it's on New Year's Eve, I probably, I mean, who knows? My my boss is very uh, understanding and aware 
of my uh, musical endeavors. So yeah. I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. Yeah, hopefully we make it that far because with the way things are going, we might be tracking. Yeah, we'll be fine. That's what I'm hoping. Because I, I seriously, uh, and th- this sounds like so like privileged or whatever, but I, I haven't been to Disneyland in what feels like ages, and I'm like dying to go back. I've never been to Disneyland or Disney World. What? Never. I always wanted to go, but like every time we play or travel, there's never enough time, and I don't have any time to just go. Like, you know. Okay. Well, next time you're booking something out in California or Florida, we got to make this work because that sounds crazy to me. Yeah. I love Disney too. Like Disney stuff. I'm a fan. So. Okay. Hopefully. All right. Well, uh, uh, next time stuff starts getting booked, you got to make it a point to make extra time for that. We'll do. I'll make it, I'll make it a priority. (laughs) All right. That's awesome. Well, Keith, I, I definitely appreciate you coming on the podcast. I, I know these are weird times with uh, the whole uh, quarantine and stuff, but I, I still appreciate you taking the time and coming on in the podcast. I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem, dude. Honestly, this is the perfect time because, you know, I have literally nothing to do for like two weeks now. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. Is, <laughs> uh, some people reached out to me and they're like, hey, like I have free time. Like, let's do a podcast. And I'm like, okay, uh, I, I guess this is good timing, but I'm down. So I, I, I definitely understand that. Um, but seriously, I, I thank you for, for coming on and uh, for always being kind to me and um, linking up uh, me with uh, certain people behind the scenes. I, I definitely appreciate that. So um, thank you again. No doubt, man. This was a fun time. I like getting to talk about, like, you know, my nerd side. So you definitely uh, highlighted a, a bunch of that. And I think that's cool. So. All right. Well, before we maybe, go, maybe, maybe more people at Fest, uh, you know, we'll have Pokemon Go and then we can link up and do some raids. Cause I'm always looking to raid. Dude. With the face. Pokemon Go uh, Discord for each Fest. Start it. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do it. Okay, uh, but before we wrap it up, is there uh, anything you want to shout out or plug? Um, the new fight record just came out, so check that out. There are homies. We're supposed to play the record release um next month, or actually a week from when we're recording this right now. But uh, it got postponed to June twentieth, so that should be enough time for people to be able to go to it. Um, also check out the new Devil's Dead record. Our homies from Kansas City, Missouri. Um, they're like also like our brother band. We've toured with them a few times. And they're dope. Um, I can shout out bands forever, but I'll leave it at that. And shout out to you for the dope podcast. All right. Well, there you guys have it. Thank you again for listening. This has been another episode of the Jamer K podcast. Always on top. <laughs>